Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. That's a beautiful song, isn't it? And indeed, Yeshua does reign, like Mark said. In his prayer to the Lord, he was and is and is to come, and that reign endure, he reigns forever. Oh, wow, so good. Oh, oh boy, I tell you what, it is just great to be here. You know, sometimes I just kind of want to soak it in. That, 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 that song, Don't You Think Godfrey, just really is a, is a soaker. Yeah, just like, oh, man. I got to think that the Lord enjoys that, that song. Thank you so much, uh, musicians. Wonderful job. Well, you know, as I reflect on the last couple of years, <laughs> as you all know, of course, it's been tough. For others, uh, maybe not so much. I was, uh, this week, I was with, uh, at, a, at a gathering of a whole bunch of Messianic leaders from all over the world and saw a lot of our dear friends from the Mizrakis uh, to, the, uh, to the Waldmans, to the Rosses, to just people from literally all over Chernoff. Uh, and it was just wonderful to see them, uh, Yelenga, the, just the whole, the whole, a whole bunch of our uh, friends. And, and boy, everybody was saying, it's the first time I've seen a lot of these people in a couple years, really. And, uh, and a lot of them were saying, man, it's been a challenging two years. It's like every rabbi was like, ooh, wow, it's good to, to see you again and, uh, and good to be seen again, honestly. <laughs> you know, a lot of the rabbis were saying and Messianic leaders and uh, really remarkable. So the last few, two years have been so, oh, it's been okay. It's been kind of nice. I know some of the introverts, some of you, I see you. I see you. <laughs> You've enjoyed yourself, haven't you? Yes. But many, even many of these people, people who've enjoyed themselves also, have had no issues with the virus itself, have struggled in other ways. You know, all of us can relate. Prices are very high right now. We've got inflation all going on. And the, the social disconnection has led to a great deal of mental stress. I think that everybody has had a, a, a level of stress, no matter how you've kind of um, made it through and and how you have uh, gotten through the, 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 this pandemic time. All of this, it's been mentally very stressful. I think that a lot of people have been on edge. Uh, additionally, it just feels like kind of the last couple of years, it feels like kind of we've had a, an additional weight on our shoulders, you know, to, to a greater or lesser extent. Some of you more or less than others, but just kind of going around there in public and relationships and uh, between in-laws and outlaws, you know, it's, it seems like uh, everybody is, nobody completely ag- agrees on anything, you know, and uh, the only thing everybody 
agrees on is that everybody does not agree. Uh, and so <laughs> and so it's just kind of been this, you know, you walk, you know, you walk on eggshells sometimes with people. It's this weight. Uh, and then just other things, even not having to do with the pandemic. How about regular life? Isn't regular life stressful enough, right? And, and regardless of your political perspective, it's just felt more intense. There's been a, a higher level of intensity out there. There really has. It's been noticeable. Well, I have good news for you. Here's my good news. Yeshua has an answer for this. Yay! Boy, I'm happy about that. Yeshua has an answer for this. I told you that this message, I think, is going to be a blessing to all of us. And, and if it's not to you, that's okay. It will be for me. <laughs> well, I know when I wrote this, you know, sometimes, sometimes you write messages a little bit for yourself. And, you know, the Lord's like, wow, what are you dealing with and going through and thinking about? I have good news for you. Yeshua has an answer for this. I want to spend some time today unpacking something that Yeshua said, that if we follow the steps he laid out, will provide us a great deal and a great level of relief a great level of relief. And, and you know what it is? It kind of it makes me think what Yeshua says here that we're going to be going over today a lot uh, kind, of, kind of makes me feel like when I hear him say this, and if we can really apply it in our lives, it almost feels like a big exhale. Now, I'm not going to have you all do a big exhale because, you know, again, we're all stressed, eh? all the breath. Eh? But you know what I'm saying, right? You know, is that when sometimes when you finish and you're like, oh, you're relieved, and you're like, something happens, and it's a, you get some relief, and it's like, oh, oh, boy, and you just kind of exhale. It feels kind of like a, a wonderful exhale. You know, when you finish a project, or when, when, when something that has been going on uh, that, that you've needed to get done, when you, when you finally tackle that project that you've, that you've been putting off for a long time, and you finally finish it, right? It's like the Oh, boy, it just feels good. It just feels so good. Or it might even be something as simple as after Friday, 5 o'clock, quitting time, you know, it's a, the whistle goes off, you know, and it's, and it's 5 o'clock on Friday, and boy, ooh, ooh, boy, maybe it's just been one of those weeks, man, and you're just relieved to have that week done and to, to be past it, be to the weekend. It could be any of the above. It might be situations going on in your life. You know that feeling that you get when you have that relief, and it feels like, it feels like a weight's been lifted off of your shoulders. Maybe you finish a medical treatment that, that has been going on for some time, or, or you receive a, a report from a test from the doctor that could have been something horrific, and you, you find out it's not so bad, and you're like, Oh, oh boy. You know, you know that feeling I'm talking about when it's just like a weight is lifted off of your shoulders. Everybody's felt that at one time or another, that way it's like that relief. Oh my goodness. Oh yes, thankfully. Boy, that relief. Uh, the weight's been lifted off your shoulders in one form, fashion, or another. We'd all like to feel that. We'd all like to feel that on a regular basis, to be honest with you. We feel that feeling all too infrequently, really. Uh, oftentimes, we, we feel like we're, we're just walking down, you know, like Atlas, you know, carrying the world on our shoulders. And it's like, how you doing? Huh? Oh, 
oh yeah, I'm doing okay, doing okay, just trying to make it through, hanging in. Ooh, you know, and then you, you keep walking around with the, with the globe on your shoulders and it feels so weighty. But then Yeshua says this in Matthew chapter 11, please. Yeshua is speaking to us as to how he can provide for us. And here's what Messiah Yeshua says in Matthew chapter 11. And wow, let me tell you what, it's liberating. And the more we can dig into this and, and, and really put this into practice into our lives, the more you're going to be able to exhale in a nice big way. What does Messiah Yeshua say in Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28? Messiah Yeshua says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, I know that some of you have heard that scripture at one time or another. It's very powerful. We're going to really spend some time today unpacking this because it has a, a lot of applications for us. We're going to take what Yeshua said here and see that it is really a step-by-step -step approach toward freedom. And we have to take these steps if you want to because you can read a scripture five million times, you can know what it says, but unless you apply it to your life, it's not going to help you. It's the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. Uh, you know, listen, head knowledge is all well and good, and that's a good start. It's good to believe that there is a God, but you know what the book of James says, the demons believe there is a God. <laughs> you believe there's one God, you're doing well. Hey, the demons believe that. Okay, well, I mean, listen, that, that's step one. But, but no, no, you got to do more than that, my friends. This has got to be something that we live out in our daily lives. And that is the word of God. So let's back up now. Verse 28, Yeshua says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Messiah says, oh man, the words of our Messiah, our Moshiach. Friends, step one. Step one is to simply admit that you are weary and burdened. <laughs> step one is you have to admit it, that you are weary and burdened. Now, now you might say, well, okay, Okay, I mean, I guess if I thought about that. But, you know, frequently, friends, and you all know this is true. When you hear this, you're going to say, yeah, that is true. Oftentimes, we go along in life and just push through. No matter what it is that we're going through, no matter how burdened we feel, no matter how weary we feel, oftentimes we don't think, man, I'm weary, I need some relief. No, what is it? Yes, we're weary. Yes, we're burdened, but we just push through. Why? Because we got to push through. That's what you do. You just push through. That's what you do, of course. And, and yes, the, you just feel like, well, the weary, weariness and, the, and the, the burdensomeness of it just comes along with it. And so you push through. I'll tell you, I often do that, and I'm sure many of you do as well. 
The, the pressure is very intense, right? I have much on my plate. I'm sure you do too. Yeah, what do I do? I'm gonna soldier on. That's what I'll do. I'll soldier on. I, I feel the weariness and the burden, but just choose to ignore it. Choose to ignore it. Why? Because what good is it to you? I'm not even gonna worry about that. I'm just gonna push through. And you feel the weight and you feel the weariness, right? But you just push through. This is what you do. This is what so many people just do. This is a very, like I said, I think this is something that we all can relate to to a greater or lesser extent, especially over the last couple years, right? But friends, we have to admit when there is a struggle, times are hard. Many of you are burdened by different things in your life. It could be many different things that burden and weigh you down and make you at times wearisome. It may be things that are not in and of themselves bad, but, but just accumulate to, to, to weigh you down. Uh, things such as randomly, things such as aging, I mean, aging has its challenges. Somebody would say, I don't like the alternative. <laughs> and I understand, I understand. But still, as we age, there are different challenges that, that come upon us. It might be concerns about money. Many people are burdened, wearisome, weighed down because they're of concerns about money. Money, maybe even the future about money and all these things. Somebody else, it might be a relationship. And, and, and it's something has become wearisome or burdening about a relationship or, for that matter, a lack of a relationship. Some feel burdened by that as well. It might be school. Some of you are in school. Boy, that could be a heavy weight. All the intense pressure, the massive inerrant competition amongst students and, and, the, and the drive, internal or external, to always do so well and to, and to achieve something uh, approaching perfection. It's, 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 a, it's a heavy weight. I'm gonna tell you, our, our kids today have, have more of a weight on them than my generation did. Uh, uh, because, you know, listen, <laughs> kids today, it's like, Boy, you, you almost, it's interesting. So some of the numbers tell you, you that there's been incredible grade inflation over the last 20 years. If you look at the average GPA of high school graduates today versus 20 years ago, it's, it's like a half a percent or rather a half a point or more higher now than it was just 20 something years ago. Now, now, part of that may be just grade inflation that, you know, people are, passing people on a little bit. But part of it is because there's this intense pressure on kids to do well. And not to say that the kids should not do well. My point is not that school is bad or even that some of the pressure is bad, but nonetheless, it is pressure and you gotta recognize for, for what it is. And it can be weighty, it can be burdensome at times. It might be stress in general, you just feel stressed. Some people feel stressed all the time for one reason or another, it might be the job. Whatever it is. Okay, see, step one, yes, is to say, yes, okay, I am burdened. I, I'm carrying a burden and it's weighty. People can generally carry something for a, a short amount of time, you know, relatively easily. If, 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 I, if I were to, 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 to pick up this, this box right there, right, this box, and if I were to pick up this box and, and if I were to, to carry this box, 
Okay, I could carry this box. Whoop. <laughs> that would have been entertaining had I fallen there. Okay, I can, I can carry this box. Here I am carrying the box. I can do it. No problem. I can carry this box. But I'll tell you something. The more I carry it, the heavier it feels. Uh, George is an engineer. Does the box get heavier? Is the box way more? No, 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 it doesn't. But my ability to carry it long term is diminishing quickly, which is why I sat it down. <laughs> so, so you understand is that the, the longer we carry these weights, the, 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 the more the struggle is that we go through. That's step one. And for people in that state, Yeshua says, come to me. That's step two. Come to me, Yeshua says. See, my friends, when we're going through things, it's great to go to counselors, for example. Counseling can be very helpful. It can be very productive, no question. And, and that's good. I'm, I'm all for counselors. Other people, though, go to unproductive ways to cope, to cope with the weight, to cope with the pressure, to cope with the, the, the stress, the weariness. Some people turn to things such as drugs, alcohol, shutting down, shutting, just shutting. You know, some people shut down and they just close off everybody else. Other people binge watch Netflix. <laughs> what, how are you dealing with those things? Just, just keep watching, you know, Downton Abbey. I, haven't you seen that like 25 times? <laughs> it's a stress reliever. Okay, okay. See, I'm not saying anything is wrong with it in and of itself. My wife is a, is a fan. Okay. But Yeshua here says that the answer is that we need to come to Yeshua. That's the answer, my friends. That's the answer. Some people have this misperception about weariness as, as, as a negative thing about yourself. Okay, that was clumsily uh, said. Uh, it, it, it's like some people feel guilty for being weary. They feel guilty about it. But my friends, God doesn't look at our weariness as a sign of failure. He created us, he created us in such a way that you truly can't prosper without him. So in other words, he's the one who designed us to become weary without him. You see? You see how that works? So, so you shouldn't feel guilty about being weary. No, it's not about that. We have to turn to Yeshua he wants us to turn to him. We must go to Yeshua, my friends. That is the answer. That is the puzzle piece to that weariness and that being burdened, that burdensomeness, right? Is that Yeshua, whoop, then there's wholeness. How so? 
Matthew 11, verse 29, Yeshua says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, Yeshua says, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Mm. Step three, take Yeshua's yoke upon you. Take the Messiah's yoke upon you. That's stage three. When I was a small kid, I heard people talk about the scripture. Yeshua says, take my yoke upon you. And I thought it had something to do with an egg. <laughs> can, can, what can I say, right? You know, people say, oh, Rabbi, you're smart. I don't know about that. I was like, take, Yeshua says, take my yoke upon you. It's like, what do we do with the white part of the egg? I don't know what the, take my yoke. I mean, <laughs> take Yeshua's yoke, yoke. No, 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 no. That's not the same kind of yoke, okay? It's so interesting because I think we today in, in modern society, I mean, Hardly anybody here has ever touched a yoke in your life, probably. Has anybody here ever touched a yoke? Maybe a couple of people. Okay, there are a few. One, two, three, four, five, six. Wow, seven. Wow, there's seven of you have touched a yoke. That's pretty good. Still a minority, but more than I thought. Wow. You're, you're, you're great folk, yoke. <laughs> okay, so then those of you who raise your hands know, probably... A yoke is a, is a device that goes over the head of an animal to team them up, typically, to do some kind of work like plowing, right? It's this instrument that, that kind of goes over the head, oftentimes like an ox or something like this. And, and, and it would, you know, it, it would, it would did, it, go upon the head and, and frequently teamed up with a pair or, or more, and it would pull something off the top. This, this is what a yoke is, okay? This is what it is for. So, what does it mean to take Yeshua's yoke upon you? I've got a few thoughts about this. He tells us in part, when he says, learn from me, his yoke is his teaching. His yoke is his guidance. His yoke is his correction, a farmer's yoke, right, is used to guide, let's say, his ox. A farmer's yoke is used to guide his oxen to keep them on the straight and narrow, right? They're oftentimes teamed up, and, and, and what it does is, yes, it pulls the weight of whatever work needs to be done, but it also keeps them on the path that the farmer wants them to go on. And, and, and staying on the straight and narrow path means that the ox, the animal, is going to be protected from stumbling and going off the path. Because when an animal goes off the path, and let's say it's a, it's a bit of a, a ditch or something. It's easy for an animal to fall, break its leg, and then it's kind of over for the animal. It's easy to stumble. Maybe the terrain is not as smooth. 
Maybe there's, there's not a clearing. No, but, but, but when you have the yoke on, you are gonna go in the right place because the farmer has control over, over your direction and what you're doing to show them the way to get things done. This is the purpose of a yoke. So here Yeshua is telling us to learn from him. We have to learn from the master. We have to learn from the Messiah. He tells us that he is gentle and humble in heart. This this is what he is. This is what Messiah is. This is a powerful comment, especially in Yeshua's day. Yeshua was giving an example and explaining this that could have been readily understood by everyone in that day. Unlike seven out of uh, you know a great number of people here today in Yeshua's day, everybody would have messed with the yoke. Everybody. And, and, uh, and also, you have to understand, in that day, the reason why Yeshua is saying is that, yes, I am gentle and humble. My yoke, I am gentle and humble in heart. It's a real contrast to what people knew and understood as to how even animals were treated in those days. There was not PETA. inspecting how animals were treated, right? Oftentimes, animals were brutally treated. They were brutally treated. But here, Yeshua is contrasting this treatment by saying that if we learn from him, if we learn from him, it will not be such a burden. Unlike the yoke of, of some of these animals. You see, they could relate to this. They, they could understand because they've seen animals and so harshly treated and with heavy loads upon the yoke that, that, that they have to pull. And, 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 and many of them were suffering greatly. But Yeshua was contrasting his own yoke that he is willing to give and put upon us if we receive and accept it. It says that, no, he is gentle to us. Gentle. See, this is the nature of God. He's loving and he wants for us to succeed. Because in the end, as we are going to see, the yoke really is for our benefit. It's for our benefits. At the same time, let me say this. Notice here that there is not a healthy option for no yoke. There's not a healthy option for no yoke. No joke. (laughs) All too many people want no yoke. Many, many people want no yoke. They don't want to have any rules or guidelines, or at least they only want the ones that they want to do. So they're happy to, to take the yoke, as long as they want to do what they're being asked to do and directed to do. But the moment that they don't want to do what they're being asked to do, they throw off the yoke. No, no, I don't think I want to do that, no. Maybe I'll just go to another congregation. Maybe I'll just stop coming. Maybe I'll just do this. Maybe I won't tell anybody about that. Come on. It reminds me a little bit of, a, of a, like a stubborn donkey, right, resisting direction. Charlotte, you know, it's, it's like, you know, stereotypically, right, you think about that donkey, you know, and, and you try and you see, uh, uh, 
almost caricatures of, of, of a farmer trying to drag that donkey, and that donkey's just sitting there. I ain't going anywhere. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oftentimes, that's the way people can be. Friends, do you know what you call an ox that doesn't take direction? Dinner. <laughs> That's what you call an ox that doesn't take direction. In other words, if you can't take any direction, very simply, God's not going to use you. Do you see that? I want to say that again. I want you to really receive what the Lord is saying. If you are a person that can't take direction well, very simply, God will not use you. You have to humble yourself. God's direction in our lives is gentle and humble in heart. He does not force us to serve him, the master. You have to willingly give yourself to him. It's one of the reasons he says, take my yoke upon you. It's, well, what an interesting contrast, Sam, right? Because typically an animal has no choice in the matter, right? You know, you, people, the farmer throws that yoke on that animal. But we have a choice. God gives us a choice. Why? We're not animals. God gives us a choice. And so he makes his request. Take my yoke upon you. Please take it. My... This, is, this is what you need to help you. But it's your choice as to whether or not you do it or not. It's your choice whether or not you take that yoke upon you or not. Also, remember, oxen are typically yoked together on projects. This is yet another example of how God does not endorse lone rangers. <laughs> A lot of people like to be lone rangers. People who, who claim great spiritual maturity are, are out on their own. This is... This is a, a, a warning light that there's actually not great spiritual maturity. No, my friends, be on a team. A congregation represents a yoke of oxen. This is what we are all doing. We are all part of his herd, if you will. And we, please God, have his yoke upon us. Let's all work together to carry the load for Yeshua here at Beth Hillel. We'll depend on each other to share in the work and in the blessings. I'm moving this direction. Uh, I'm telling our, our video people, right? And so, and so what is it? I mean, uh, here we are. I can't carry the load alone. Neither can you. So what do we do? We team up. We tag team. Right? So I lock arms with, with, with Cameron and Josh here in Miadia. Right? And, and, and we're working together. And you know what? These guys, they're, they're, they have the, the yoke of the Lord on them, and we're carrying the work of the Lord together here at Bethlehem. We've got cancer. We've got musicians here. We've got prayer people. We've got other people here, library. You name it. There's lots of people. I see the folks over there in the sound ministry. There are people in the production room. I've got security over here too. Usher. Lead, I mean, we're all, and many of, many of you here, we're all, and you don't even have to have a title. It doesn't make any difference. God is not impressed with our titles. 
I've said this before, you all know this, God does not refer to me as Rabbi Kevin. <laughs> okay, friends, I'm a member of the team too. I'm part of this, this, this flock, right? Shamashim, Zechanim, it doesn't matter. All of us here in different ways. We're all, okay, we're, we've got the yoke on us and the yoke is frequently, right Gary? It's, it's oftentimes paired or more with many oxen all looking to, to accomplish the task that the master sets forth for the ox, for the oxen, right? So we all got to pull together our children's ministry, our college ministry over there. We've got our, our children, we've got, we've got a lot of people here that do, do a lot of things. My goodness, it's wonderful. But, but it doesn't matter. Just being in the house of the Lord together. Many of you are prayer people Many of you give your, your finances to the Lord. Hey, listen, we're all in this together, visual team. We're all in this together, my friends. We got to depend on each other to share in the work and in the blessings. There are blessings when we work for the Lord. Step four is finding rest for your souls. Woo, I've been waiting for that one. Woo, there's the... Exhale, oh, thank you, Lord, rest for your soul. Yeshua tells us that if we follow his ways, we will find rest for our souls. It's a powerful message he is sending by saying this. In fact, it's probably a more powerful message than you even realize the first time you read it. When he says, if you take upon my yoke, you will find rest for your souls. He used these words intentionally. Something to understand, uh, and this actually, the more you get into it, the more you'll actually understand some of the sayings of Yeshua and that which is written in the New Covenant that most people really don't weigh into. Because to understand the New Covenant, you really have to understand first century Judaism. And in first century Judaism, people did not commonly have manuscripts, okay? People didn't say, oh, let me pull out my Bible, <laughs> I'll take a look at, at you know, 2 Samuel chapter 3. Let's see what that says. Let's look it up. Yay. People didn't have their, their local Bibles. They didn't have the, the, the manuscripts handy. What happened? Frequently, they were trained to memorize much of the Tanakh. They had a vast memorization of the Tanakh. Many of them did. So when one was making a point in conversation. So if I'm talking to you and we're just having a conversation, it's about some kind of theological point or just something like that, you'd just say part of a quote and people knew exactly what you were talking about. So as opposed to reciting, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. You know, instead of reciting the whole 23rd Psalm, you say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then everybody understood, okay, that he's placing this comment to say that the 23rd Psalm applies to what it is that we're talking about. So you just, you just say a quote and it brings up the context from what you're talking about. Like if I said, oh boy, you getting a lot of sleep? No, I'm really tired all the time. Early to bed. Okay, everybody knows what I mean. Early, early to bed. Okay, okay, it's saying, okay, early to bed, early to rise. 
makes a man healthy. Well, you, okay, you already knew. All I got to say is, oh, you're the bed. Or, you know, you know, how's, how's retirement going? Oh, I got a long way to go. Oh, penny saved. You know, if you say, okay, you know what, you know what we're talking about here. Or, or if, if, you know, are they, are they tore up about it? No, their attitude is let them eat cake. Everybody knows what's, what they're, what's referring to. People know where you're going. Oh, well, boy, they, they've, that, that person, yeah, they fell on that with that issue again. That's their Achilles heel. You know what that refers to, the whole story, right? Oh, it's sour grapes. They've got sour grapes. Whatever it is, right? You understand, just a little quote taken will, will actually is referring to the, the entire context of what it originally came for here. So Yeshua here is actually quoting Yermiaho, Jeremiah, you can turn to Jeremiah chapter 6, because what happens in Jeremiah chapter 6, it's in the midst of the prophet Jeremiah chastising the children of Israel from turning from the Lord, and he is pleading with the children of Israel to follow God again. Please, the, the, he's beseeching them, please follow God, because he knows the blessing of it. He knows the blessing of following God. See, our, our people at the time were, had turned to gods of stone and, and, and we were just on our own path and we were on a bad road. And, and Jeremiah was saying, judgment's coming, boys. It's bad. Judgment's coming. And oh man, he was tore up about it. And he was like, please just turn back to God. Turn back to God. And then God directly spoke through Jeremiah in Jeremiah 6.16, and it says this. Jeremiah is speaking, and then he says, Thus says Adonai. This is directly from God now. God is saying to the, to the children of Israel, the, the Jewish people, he says, Stand in the road and look. Ask for the ancient paths where the good way is. And walk in it. I want to read that again. God is telling our people, stand in the road and look. Ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we won't walk in it. <laughs> wow. That's powerful. Ooh, that gives me chills to think about the fact that this is what Yeshua was alluding to when he was telling them. Adonai through Jeremiah is warning the children of Israel to take the right path, take the right path. So much of what God says prophesies destruction in Jeremiah. But God says that if the Israelites take the right path, the good way, and they walk in it, they will find rest for their souls if they take that right path. But they did not. This concept, a very historically Jewish concept, in fact, it's interesting, the Mishnah says that reciting the Shema is called, quote, acceptance of the yoke of the kingship of God. That's beautiful. I love that. Saying that when we say the Shema, 
we are making a declaration that we will follow God and his commands. Saying the Shema is like an affirmation. Yes, Lord, we want your yoke upon us. So Yeshua here is quoting Yermiahu, Jeremiah, and is saying to take his yoke and he will give us rest for our souls. It's simply the better way. Why rebel against it? Why give in to our flesh when we know the path that that takes us on? Why fight God? So many of us are looking to do it our own way. We don't want the yoke of the Lord. Why fight God? He loves us. He loves you. He cares for you. This is what this is for. Why don't you try it his way? Give it a try. The message Yeshua gives us is the same as in Jeremiah. He wants to give you rest, but we have to make the right decision. He doesn't force us. We have to choose to take Yeshua's yoke upon us. I lovingly encourage you, please, please, those of you watching online, please, listening via podcast, please, please take Yeshua's yoke upon you. Trust me, you'll find rest for your soul. But that yoke does mean doing things his way, doing things his way. You got to do things his way if you're going to take that yoke upon you. That's what you got to choose to do. That means cultivating the fruits of the Spirit within you. That means giving to God your time, giving to Him your talents, giving to Him your tithes. It means putting others above yourselves. It means showing compassion even when it's not convenient. It means standing up for truth. It means getting rid of pride and evil thoughts. Love your neighbor as yourself. Are you willing to take up his yoke or not? Because that's what taking up his yoke is all a part of it. If we're going to pull together and if he's going to lead you, you got to be willing to be led. But in it, there is rest for your souls. There is peace. There is contentment. There is joy. But it's your choice. You don't have to do it. Finally, verse 30 of Matthew 11, Yeshua says, For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Mm. It reminds me of a reality show that Tiffany and I sometimes watch. I remember there was this episode where there was a horse that was quilled by a porcupine. The horse had mixed it up with a porcupine, and, uh, and it didn't end up well for the horse. Uh, it showed the, the farmer running up to their horse, and you could see this horse had um, the, these porcupine quills all stuck in its legs. There must have been probably 50, 60 quills from the porcupine stuck in this horse's leg. And, and friends, the, the, the quills of a porcupine 
are barbed as well, right? So pulling them out is incredibly painful. And I remember watching it, and it was just like you looked at it, and it looked painful. That horse was not, was not happy. And, and you saw the farmer approach the horse, and the farmer kind of had to, to tie the horse down a little bit, and with a set of pliers, began to slowly pull out these quills that were just stuck. And let me tell you, at first, that horse, whoo, boy, that horse resisted big time the farmer's attempt to pull them out. Stay away from it. You could tell that that horse was like, get away from me. I'm in pain. And when you yank on one of those things, it gives me more pain. It hurts. And that, and that horse just resisted like crazy. It hurt. But if the horse trusts the farmer, in the end, it would receive great relief, right? If the horse trusts the farmer, eventually, it will receive great relief. If it didn't, the wounds from the quills could become infected and even kill the horse. Yeshua says his yoke is easy. His burden is light. We have to trust him. Step one, admit that you are weary and burdened. Step two, come to Yeshua. Step three, take Yeshua's yoke upon you. Step four, find rest for your souls. Some of you need relief. Maybe you've been out wild with no yoke. It's easy to fall and hurt yourself. It's easy to get lost. And at the end of the day, you don't get anything really done. Others of you have burdened yourselves. Maybe self-expectations or the expectations of others. The pressures of life, the things that weigh you down, weigh heavily down on you. The load is heavy. Either way, the answer is the same. And it doesn't have anything to do with eggs. <laughs> the title of my message is Yeshua's Yoke. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if there's anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. If you've never given your life to the Lord, but you want to, wherever you are, just raise your hand and we'll have a simple prayer. If you've never turned over your life to God, just raise your hand and we'll pray together. Mm. Maybe you're watching online or listening via podcast. If you've not given your life to God, but you want to, repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you and I accept Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me my sins. God, I'm sorry. I'll serve you the rest of my days, Lord. I take your yoke upon me. Thank you, Lord, in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, if you're here, please see me after the service. If you're watching online or via podcast, please throw us an email. We want to celebrate with you. There may be some of you who are here today or watching online who have felt weary and burdened. If there's some area in your life, I'm not going to have you stand up and say what it is. You're not going to have to say anything. 
But if there's some area of your life where you felt burdened, you feel weary, in some area, might be some area specifically, might be just in general, whatever it is, if there's an area of weariness in your life, just raise your hand, the Lord knows. Just raise your hand if that's you, if some area of weariness or burdensome, yeah. Thank you, Lord, I know. People online as well. Lord, I thank you, God, for the honesty, Lord. And I, I pray, Lord, that, that anyone who's feel, who feels wearied or burdened in some area of their lives, Lord, that they admit it, Lord, go to you, take your yoke upon them, and Lord, find rest, Lord, because you give rest. Your burden is easy, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Your yoke is easy, your burden is light, Lord. I thank you, God, that you love us. The reason that you guide us, the reason that you direct us, and yes, and even the reason you correct us is because you love us and you want good things for us. I thank you so much, Lord, for this. I bless you. I thank you, God, for the fact that one of the reasons we come together is to learn of you, to grow together, to seek your face, to want to do what's right. And Lord, we're all pulling together for the same goal, Lord, the, the growing of your kingdom. Thank you, God, for this. Bless each and every person here. I thank you for these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Light, 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 light.